I didn't realize like I was a fuck boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you just referred, your, referred to yourself as that. I didn't realize I was one until I was at a film screening. I was looking around for somebody, and Abby's like, which one are you looking oh. for? Oh. And I was like, what does that mean? She's like, out. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? And she was like, it's okay, you're a player. And I'm like, oh my god, oh. I'm the fuck boy. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. Welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. Today's episode, it's it's the one I personally have been eager to do for quite some time. It's definitely been on the tip top of our list of episodes to do. And I hadn't, I had been waiting because I wanted to do it justice. And then today... Like literally, what three hours Maybe ago? Three hours ago, yeah. yeah. Something happened that I was like, I, I turned the hand. I was like, Oh no, we're fucking doing this episode. Like today is the day. Me and Hannah were out taking photos, you know, for the gram. You know, like just doing our thing, taking photos, honoring you know our gorgeous selves. <laughs> I get in the car and I'm like. Dude, like, I'm trying to pull out this parking spot. Like, why is this Chevy Malibu behind me, like, being so annoying? Like, come on, go. And I look in the driver's seat, and I'm like, hmm, that, um, that little um, silhouette looks familiar. And then I see a good old license plate, and I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And it was my ex. Like, the ex. Like, the one from the first episode. The doctor. Like, what did you say? <laughs> like, I froze. Well, she froze, and so I was like, what? what the heck is going on? I was like, um, are we going to go? Because <laughs> you just then, like sat there and I was like, is she not driving the car? I was just thinking, I'm like, you're kidding me. Like this, like this is not happening. Like uh, everything that's been happening to my life lately. I was just like, you're kidding me. Like this. No, I told her, I was, I was like, that's, that's him. Well, it was like, can we do a Yui right here? Like, and I was like, no, like, wait, like I, I want to see, I want to see him get out of the car. Cause he pulled up at like a couple of spots ahead of us. I was like waiting to see what he was like going to keep going or park. And I was like, I want to see him get out of the car. I was like, one, I just want to know what, the, what is he doing? Because we were in a park. I was yeah. like, what is he doing here? And then he gets out of the car and he's with another girl. And that was probably the moment I had been dreading this whole time. I have yet to have an interaction with him since this breakup. I had seen him post-breakup, like out and about. And I talked about that in the very first episode. I had been dreading seeing him out with another girl. And I was, at first I was like, is that, is that the girl? I couldn't drive. Like, I had Hannah drive for us. Yeah, she looked at me. She said, can you drive? I was like, yep. Like, I wasn't crying or anything. Like, it took a second. And then, like, I was like, <sighs> and we drove by. And, like, she had, like, her arm around him and everything. I was like, yep, they're on a date. Cool. Cool, 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 No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. But, like, looked like a really lame date. It was such a lame date. Like, what, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, they were looking at, like, this iconic, like, statue i guess in like our town yeah and i'm like and reading like the little like tablet that it's about it i'm like what the fuck like why so like where we live there's like a, a historic moravian town um i guess it's moravian i don't really know actually um they make moravian like sugar cookies okay, and it's moravian moravian. Sugar cakes, so like so, it's yeah. one of those like historic kind of things like you know like williamsburg but not williamsburg um like a um like a rundown version of williamsburg <laughs> Really small, small version, version yes. of Williamsburg. Um, and they were, like, there. And I'm like, one, the audacity to be in the same vicinity as I am, one. Not that he knew I was there, but I'm just like, that's too coincidental. Like, yeah. that's too coincidental. After everything that's happened the past couple of weeks, I'm just like, seriously, dude? Like, seriously, are you kidding me? Honestly, I think I'm God's personal comedy act right now. Like, my life is just that shit that I just think that he's just having a ball. They're just, like, laughing at me and my, laughing at everything I've been going through. I'm like, really? Are you kidding me? Um, and just to see, like, this other girl, like, hanging on him, one... I'm not going to trash another girl. Let's be real. But like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see what she looked like, but I'm just like, girl, I, I can, I warn you real quick because he's going to break your heart in two seconds. Just trust me. He doesn't want commitment, which leads to this episode. Yes. Um, and, it's so hard because technically I say we dated because we dated. I mean, we dated like we were, oh, we, I were would say a, that you dated. we were in a relationship, um, whether or not there was a label on it or not, whether it was commitment or not. Um, but 
it's so hard, I think, to still get over somebody that you don't, you didn't have, like, that official title with. I think that's one thing that's always hard to um, kind of get over. But I think one thing that I really want to talk about, and I have been kind of avoiding the topic because I really wanted to get a really well-fleshed-out episode um, was talking about commitment and that fear of commitment and can you make somebody commit to you. Um, and I think that it's a really, really heavy topic that I think it correlates a lot to our DTR episode that we just did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the reverse side of it to when, you know, you have somebody, you're dating somebody, you like them, you're spending time with them, you think they want to be with you, but then they hit you with a sphere of commitment and you don't know how to process it. It's like, well, can I make somebody commit to me? It was something that I questioned a lot when I was dating this guy. And I think it's a lot of things that women question all the time. I mean, I think anytime you browse like a dating and like dating podcast or like a dating advice YouTube channel or a website or whatever, there's always this topic of commitment. And can I get a guy to commit to me? It's always a very heavily searched topic. Um, and I think especially with the, you know, the whole fuck boy era that's going on nowadays, which we are going to do a whole survival guide <laughs> on fuck boys. You guys do not hesitate. We're going to still take your time to really kind of develop that. But I think, knowing if you have a fear of commitment and you don't realize it because it's something that I didn't realize. I think, you know, before this guy came along, uh, I definitely had a fear of commitment. I didn't think I did because it's like I always wanted to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. But I think it's the proximity to a relationship that I wasn't sure of. Um, And I had been single for eight years prior to this guy, so I wasn't sure, you know, if it was that fear of vulnerability, intimacy, what it all entailed, and that it really was a fear of commitment. So I think analyzing your commitment style and then the big old end all questions can i make him or her commit to me that we want to cover today so i think we're going to start off first with identify if you're the fuck boy in a relationship um because i think girls can definitely be fuck boys i think that they definitely can screw people over just as much and had the equally amount of fear of commitment and one telltale sign i think that you have a fear of commitment is that you pick the wrong people. Uh, I know this is something that I probably subconsciously do. So either subconsciously or purposely dating people that you know you can't build a sustainable future with. Uh, so if you seek out people that, you know, you don't stand a chance with or you know it's going to end badly, like you, like distance-wise and everything like that, or you know the people that have, you know, issues with being close to other people like mm-hmm. avoidant people attra- um, attracting other avoiding people i think it's definitely a telltale sign that you have a fear of commitment because you know that you don't have to open up because they're not going to open up so you know that you're not going to get close to each other and that mean it's it doesn't really lend each other to a relationship you know that you're just going to be stuck in like this what are we kind of zone the situationship yeah. and it can be comfortable for somebody you both remain at that distance i definitely think that me and the guy I was just seeing, uh, <laughs> he definitely was somebody who had his walls up. He definitely was the avoidant style. And I was too. I had my walls up super, super high. Mm-hmm. And neither one of us got close to each other. And we just hung out and spent time with each other. But I mean, the relationship wasn't growing at all because we both like had this fear of committing to each other that because we knew that the, we knew this couldn't last. We knew that we couldn't end up together. We knew that the, there was no future, but we were just entertaining the idea of each other because neither one of us wanted to be alone, yeah. I think, frankly. And so I think when you get stuck in that dynamic, it's just doomed. And there's no reason for you to be together with this person other than the fact that you're just afraid of being alone. And that's something that I think we really want to talk about next week's episode for sure is this fear of being alone and how you get into these relationships just because you like the idea of being in a relationship, but you don't want to actually be in a relationship. I think a lot of people, especially nowadays with this whole millennial dating culture, it's a very, very common thing to happen. I think another sign that you have a fear of commitment would be like you avoid opening up, kind of like what you said, like opening up and getting close to people, like really having your walls up. Um, and it goes back to the attachment style. Like yeah. Definitely going back to the avoidant attachment style, the dismissive one where you just, you don't want to depend on somebody else. You don't want to get close to somebody else. So you avoid opening up, I think. One that you said, I definitely do. Yes, she does this. <laughs> and definitely, I think I did a lot more last year um, uh-huh. when I wasn't, before I met the doctor, before I did everything was, um, I'm super indecisive with new partners. And I guess, like, Going off with, like, nitpicking, I think I basically will tear somebody apart to the point that I will talk myself out of being with them because Mm -hmm. I don't want to get close to them. And I will – it's like the first couple stages of dating – 
this person could be amazing. And I've done this with every single guy I've been with recently, all the time, honestly, is I, they start showing interest. They start expressing love. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I remember, so when I was dating the doctor, at the beginning of our relationship, like, I thought that he, like, was super, I mean, he was super into me, regardless of the commitment and everything like that. I applied for an internship, and I didn't get it. It was a really big internship that I really wanted. It was basically working for the television academy, and I really wanted it, and I didn't get it. And he was all the way, like, in another state in his hometown and, like, called me, like, He's like, do you want to talk about it? And I, you know, just talk about it, get it out and everything like that. And I'm like, I cannot open up to you. Like, I, and I'm just thinking like, if I can't open up to him, maybe I shouldn't just do this. Maybe I should just stop and like exit now. And I started talking myself out of liking him when he was perfectly nice. Like at this point, like we had only been dating for like three weeks, I think. All, there was no red flags. It was all green lights. Yeah, he was doing like all the right things. Exactly. And then until he wasn't. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I mean, at this point in the stage, like everything was going great. He was checking on the boxes. And because he was checking on the boxes, because everything was going great, I was like, mm, something's up. Like something's going to go wrong. And it's just kind of waiting for that ball to drop. I think I think a lot of people who have that fear of commitment, they're always waiting for the bad shit to happen because they're not used to being happy. And they associate, I know I, for a long time, associated being happy with something bad's going to happen. Like, it's just inevitable. Like, I... I, I like, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve like, to be this happy. Yeah. I've never been this happy. Not that, not that it's not I don't deserve to be this happy. It's that I've never been this happy or every single time I've been happy something bad always follows it so you're just waiting for the hat to drop and i I mean when you're waiting that you're anticipating that like of course it's gonna happen because you're anticipating it like you're waiting for it to happen so obviously something bad's gonna happen or you're looking for something yes or you're looking for it yeah and i think that that you're trying to talk yourself out of this um because you don't want to get hurt again and i think that's the thing a lot of people who had that fear of commitment that they are afraid of they're afraid of the abandonment they're afraid of getting hurt again and that's why they have this but it's hard i think to overcome some people it's hard some people they use it as a fucking excuse and if it's a fucking excuse you're just a coward um i think if you have a fear commitment and you do nothing to fix it you are a coward point blank i think it's one thing to be aware of it and to be self-aware of your problems and to do something about it that's growth okay so another sign which you also have been guilty of and you can tell us about this in just a second because <laughs> i'm gonna make you tell the story because it's <laughs> iconic um is that you have people in rotations so you have people on your phone that you can kind of just you know rotate through and talk to and text and hang out with and um yeah so you want to tell us about that one night <laughs> Um, that iconic night. This time last year? That I wasn't a part of, and I'm still really salty. I'm really salty. I invited you out. Do not come at me. I'm really salty. So, okay. It was like the last day of class, I think. Like, we had wrapped on finals. We wrapped on shooting everything. I was like, let's get everybody out. Like, everybody in the grad school. Let's, like, let's go out. Let's all get out for drinks and everything. Like, let's celebrate. We deserve it, man. I just really wanted excuse because... There was a guy that was in my class, and he is still to this day one of the finest men I've ever seen in my entire life. It was all to get him out. Because he didn't ever go out. He never went out. Yeah. And I didn't think he was going to come out, but I was like, come on. There just happened <laughs> to have been like four other guys that were into me that were also coming out with us. And so we're sitting there at the bar, and I see one of the guys walk in. And then another one. And then another one. And then the guy of my dreams walks in. And I'm like, I I turn to my friend, Abby, and I'm like, Abby, it's happening. Like, it's happening. Like, this is my moment. It's my bachelorette moment. Who's going to get the rose tonight? Where is Chris Harrison? Obviously, that was you, and you were nowhere to be found. I was at home in bed. (laughs) Let's be honest. I was living. I was like, oh, my God. I can live out my Hannah Brown dreams. Amazing. There was no Luke P there. Thank you. God. Actually, you know what? Actually, Lies. there was. There was. There was. There was. There and he knows mm-hmm. who he is. <laughs> he is Luke P. If I've ever seen Luke P. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you agree with me on that. You know, there was one guy who was in my class. He is, I think, bitter still to this day. Oh, he's so <laughs> bitter. I would never entertain the idea of us together. And I, I will I will be completely honest. I have abused. I have a, I'm, a, I'm a terrible person. I have abused the fact that he does like me sometimes. But, like, I've told him straight up, like, I'm never going to date you at the same time. There you go. So, That's like, the communication that all of these people need. Yeah. 
and so Just be straight up. I mean, it's not my fault that Juice like it's his fault at that point. The ball yeah. is in his court. Exactly. And then there was another guy there that was like one of my guy friends, and I had told him like, hey, straight up, like I value our friendship too much for me to um, date you or anything like that. But something always was in the back of my head, like a little bit. But I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not crossing that line. And then there was this other guy who was like the definition of a misogynistic, pretentious film soft boy. And I'm just like, God, the idea that I ever considered dating him still makes my mind do like somersaults. I, I, I don't understand what I saw with him. Boy does not even speak with his eyes open. Let's just be real. <laughs> If I could describe this man, he's like the kind of guy that your dad would love to punch in the face. He is so awful. Like, honestly. I've never even met him, he, but, I, but I've seen her imitation of how he talks. He literally is the like, kind of guy that carries around an empty moleskin notebook and doesn't write anything in it. Like, he looks like he can play guitar, but he definitely can't and thinks that Elaine from Seinfeld is, like, a goddess among us. Not just Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Elaine. Like, the character Elaine from Seinfeld is his dream girl. What the fuck? Like, why was I... Why did I entertain this? Why did I entertain this? I don't know. I was lonely, honestly, and I just wanted to have another human body next to me, honestly, at this <laughs> We talked about this. A heating pad. He was a just heating get, pad. He was a, a personification <laughs> of a heating pad, honestly. Just keeps you warm. <laughs> and then the love boat. The guy I have always, still to this day, would love to be with. He shows up and I'm like, it's happening. Like, it's happening. All four players are here. Tonight is the night and I am lit. And so, like, I'm bouncing around. I'm talking to each one of them and I'm like, ooh, who's going to get the lucky rose tonight? Like, who's going to go home with the final rose? Ain't none of them go home with the final rose because some British boy walks up and is like, hello. And you were like, and I was like, Oh, who the fuck are you? And I need to know your name immediately. And all my friends were just like, shoot your shot, man. Like, shoot your shot. And it landed. I I dunked it into the basket. (laughs) That that was my story. Like, I just love that I invited four guys to this bar and ain't none of them get the final rose. Some (laughs) random British boy walks up at the last minute at the the buzzer and gets the final rose. Honestly, it was the best night of my entire life. Highly recommend doing it. Uh, Any of you have like your Tinder matches? Invite them all to the same bar and then get your roses ready, <laughs> and then ladies. Just, you know, like have fun. Like just because you can't get on the Bachelor doesn't mean that you that should stop you from doing your own thing. I didn't realize like I was a fuck boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you just referred, your, referred to yourself as that. I didn't realize I was one until I was at a film screening. I was looking around for somebody, and Abby's like, which one are you looking oh. for? Oh. And I was like, what does that mean? She's like, out. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? And she was like, it's okay, you're a player. And I'm like, oh my god, oh. I'm the fuck boy. <laughs> I am the player in this scenario. But it's like, I wasn't leading any of these men on. None of them assumed that they had a relationship with me. Yeah. Like the traditional fuckboy. None of them assumed that they were dating me or that I was yeah. their girlfriend. I was just having fun and flirting around and hanging out with different people. And I used to always say like, oh God, like this is so weird. I'm not used to this many guys liking me openly all at once. Right. Like I, I don't know if this many guys has liked me before, but it's always been a discretion or secretly if they have. I've never known about this many guys having feelings for me or having a crush on me well and like people that you know to not just like a tinder yes. guy or yes. like somebody people like it's people who, like, who, I like you see. physically see often yes yeah yeah and i was like why is it happening like this is so weird like did i get hot over the summer or something like what's hot going girl on <laughs> hot girl summer <laughs> and then i realized oh like i'm not like centered like on having a relationship like i'm not actively trying to seek somebody or do anything like that again i'm just having fun i'm just enjoying life and i'm single and loving it and may i comment that i that i can um attest to the fact that that was probably the happiest that yes. i've seen you yes in i a agree long time. i agree you were having a ball i agree because like there's no what, pressure would i have been in a relationship absolutely like yeah. if somebody like said like hey like if any of those guys if i had a mutual attraction to them if they tried to pursue me take me on a date like i would have happily gone on them mm-hmm. um i was ha- having a boyfriend was at the forefront of my mind right i was more considerate about my work and like just you know you weren't like out. searching for it yeah i feel I like when you're searching out. for it is when it just doesn't work out i mean literally when i met the doctor like i wasn't searching like yeah. we went out that night like we said t- like in our last yeah. episode like i wasn't searching for him 
them and then he just happened to appear getting back to that mental state is super hard Mm -hmm. i will say getting back to you know once you've been screwed over like getting back to that i knew how to play friendly and you have a great personality and just you know i'm a fucking delight and like it is what it is like my default personality is flirty honestly but you weren't like you weren't leading them on like the minute i the minute that one of them i knew had feelings for me because it was so easy to tell like i was like heads up like this isn't going anywhere i don't like you like that yeah and i'm not trying to be in a relationship because like i it was my first semester of grad school on top of that too so like the pressure was super minimum at that point like the stakes weren't that high as they are now oh yeah it's completely Um, different so it was a completely different mind field that i was in and i think that i definitely want to get back to that point in my life i'm trying you can yeah it'll take time but you can yeah because i mean like when people i think just see you living your life and they just see you happy and just having fun with everything they're gonna naturally be attracted to you because they want to be like that they want to have that energy too they want their lives to be like that and they think oh if i surround myself with people like that then i'm gonna attract the same thing Mm -hmm. so it's no wonder why i had four people like interested in me and wanted to be with me or even just hang out around me like i i gained so many friends yeah like that that couple of months not even the ones that i was in class with but people other people too like i was really like living my best life and i still say to this day 2018 was one of my best years of my entire life and i definitely attribute that whole semester to it but i mean it was no wonder because it was just i mean if i see somebody just living their life being them and being happy like i want to be surrounded by them too and obviously like you can see that she's not th- not that i was like the cool girl but i was just you know i just we're just fun i was fun, fun. To, i was i mean carefree. not that you're not fun now <laughs> I'm a you were just fun now. in 2018 and then 2019 ha- and I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened either, honestly. <laughs> a boy happened fun, like, and ruined everything. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I definitely think one thing that is a telltale sign of a fuckboy is that they play games. Mm. That's one thing that I did not do. No, you, no. I don't, because I don't like playing games. It's, games are not fun. They're not fun. And I'm sorry, if you are literally playing mind chess, like, in your head about a boy's feelings, no, like, he is a fuckboy. Do not waste your time on yeah, him. Yeah, just don't waste your time. Like, like, he definitely has a fear of commitment, and I think, you know, you shouldn't have to think if somebody's into you and committed to you. It should just be seamless. Mm-hmm. And if you have to think about that, and no, like, that's a waste of your time. Like, that's definitely, definitely the only sign that someone's a fuckboy and they have a fear of commitment. So, however, another thing that a person who's afraid of commitment is going to do is when they think about the future, they're going to worry about having to factor someone else in and their feelings. That is me. <laughs> I don't know. I think this also is attributed to the fact that I am... This is just a quiz, basically, honestly, if Emily is a fuckboy or not, honest. This is what this episode has turned into. Actually, Hannah did make me take a quiz before I we did. did before I made we her did take the quiz. She definitely failed. Oh, I did? Oh, cool. Actually, I don't know. I didn't keep track, but oh, no. so, something about, like, you had to get 10 points, and I think you definitely got 10 points. Mm, probably. <laughs> Um, but going back, I, I do, I think it definitely attributes to the fact that I am an only child and I was single for eight years of my adult life. I was dating people in between, but I was never in a relationship. I was never seriously like exclusive with somebody. And so I, I haven't really had to consider somebody else for a lot of my life choices. And that's true. That's something that I'm terrified of doing. I don't have a problem. I think doing it. But I know I'm super selfish and that it's like, yo, like I'm moving to L.A. whether you like it or not. And that's something that when I go into a relationship, I'm like, hey, you had to be chill with this or else it's not going to work out because I'm not sacrificing my dreams for you. That's one thing. But it's like having to think about like compromising on plans and being with somebody and spending time with somebody. A little iffy for me um, just because like I, I... I'm selfish with my time. I yeah. I don't want to have to factor in somebody all the time. However, I think when I meet somebody that's worth it, I am better at it. And I think that I definitely did that with the last relationship I was in with the doctor, that I really was able to sacrifice mm-hmm. some things to the point where I sacrificed myself to a point. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there. It definitely takes, like, work on your part. Like, I don't know, like, I have... I have- dreams for my future and like things that I want to accomplish but I also feel like whenever you add someone in like not saying that I would make compromises for my dreams but like I have to take into consideration like what what their future yeah like what their future dreams are yeah. and then kind of make a plan from there or I don't know like you just have to you just have to kind of think about things differently and maybe not think so much in the long long term but it's more like short-term future too. Mm -hmm. Like I think that was something that 
um, kind of changed for me was because I always used to think like, oh, one day when I move and I'm like touring the world and like singing and blah, 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 like, but then I'm like, okay, well, sh- let's, let's think like short term yeah. future, yeah, like with this person. I don't know. Like I tend to think really far in advance and I've, and I've learned that, you know, in a relationship, that's not really the best thing mm-hmm. to do, I guess, mm-hmm. because like things change. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, especially like, like I dated a guy for four and a half years. You guys all know this, but like I used to think way far in the future and like now I'm like, okay, well like let's not think like 10, and 15 focusing, years down the road. Yeah. And focusing more on being present. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I tell you that all the time. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm really bad about thinking I, about I the future. I used to be that way too. Yeah. And it was something that I had to learn from my therapist, which was Focusing on being the present. Don't yeah. stress so much about the, something that hasn't happened yet or that's nowhere near close yeah, to happening. I think that's just my anxiety and, like, my fear of not oh, being absolutely. in control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that is the mm-hmm. big thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. This girl, I swear to God, her boyfriend over here trying to surprise her and she's not even going to let him do a surprise <laughs> because she just wants to know, like, she's like, I need another dress code. I'm like... <laughs> Like, Why does that matter? Know. Like, look, do I look nice? Do I look comfy? Like, because you know you dress in homeless on the everyday and everything. I mean, do I ever really look homeless? No, Sometimes. exactly. You always look put together, so I don't <laughs> want to hear it. I, I think another thing also too is worrying if, like, I'll change my mind if it's, if I, I'm, I'm going to settle. Mm, I have yeah, a that huge, is a big one. I have a huge fear of settling. Um, because it's like, well, I've waited this long to be in a serious, committed, exclusive boyfriend, girlfriend relationship. Why would I want to be with just anybody? It's like, I have not, I have not called anybody my boyfriend since high school. Yeah. Since literally 2011. Why the hell would I settle for some boy that, you know, has nothing going for him? Like, there's no point. And so I don't think it's, I don't think that's a fear of commitment. I think that's a fear of settling and there is a thing i will say there is a thing that's always in the back of my head it's like mm, can i do better i was gonna say i think that's the part that is the fear of commitment is the the question can i do better yeah like because i i always think i can mm-hmm. and so like i think you have to i don't know like you just have to kind of be present and like yeah. see how that person really makes you feel and not think about that but you're going to at the beginning i mean anytime that you start dating someone new you're going to think can i do better yeah I mean, well, that was the thing. Like, when I was with the doctor, like, thought never crossed my mind. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it doesn't. Like, yeah. I've had multiple, I don't know if When I, you're with the right person, When I you're think. with the right person, it's not, you're not going to think about it. Yeah. It's just going to feel, like, natural and everything. Mm-hmm. I think some people, um, when they have a free commitment, they fear losing their individuality or their sense of being a free spirit. Um, we really love that word. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know how to adjust that. I don't know how to address that because I don't have that fear. I've never had that fear because I'm very self-aware of who I am. I don't change who I am for anybody else. That's the thing, too. Like, I know a lot of people who they are not sure of who they are. And depending on who they're friends with, Mm -hmm. they kind of change who they are. Whereas everybody, what you see is what you get with me. Yeah, that's true. You don't, I don't ever really change for anybody. And so I don't ever feel like if I'm with somebody that I lose a sense of individuality. And that I am not this free spirit or whatever. God, I hate that word so much. I think if anything, like, I don't show my full self. Like, I kind of tame it. Tame it in. Keep it in a little bit. This is something I've talked with so many women about. Like, I'm, like, it's almost like I'm afraid if I show them how freaking weird I am that they're going to be like, I don't want anything to do with this girl because I mean, like, she is. If I was a gun, I saw how weird Hannah weird. is. I would run myself, but you know that's just. Luckily, me. I'm dating someone who's also weird. So, like, I've known them for like a super long time. But yeah, I think I think that is something that like I've done before. There are so many women I have met, and I've asked my other female friends. I'm like, when you were with this person, were you like 100 percent yourself, or were you more like a diluted version of yourself? Because there was a guy that I was in love with in college. That I was probably about 40% of Emily. Like, I was not my full-on self with him. And I don't know why. I think I was just trying to impress him and Mm -hmm. seem like this chill kind of girl. With the doctor, I was, what would you say, about like 75 I was going to say, like, you are definitely up there. I don't think you were 100%, like... Yeah. 
like how we are, <laughs> like how we are, like when the mics aren't recording, when the, when the mic is not on. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, check the Instagram. You'll yeah. see. Yeah. Oh we're about. my god. I don't think I've, I'm trying to think if I've ever been 100 percent myself with a guy before. I don't think we I have, have. I haven't been. I haven't. Been I have with, with the guy I dated for like almost five years. But I mean, almost five years. If you can 100 yeah, percent be exactly. yourself, then like. That's a red flag. I was gonna say I haven't been with somebody long enough to get to that chance. I have not been in a serious relationship past six months. Yeah, like, so you haven't really even had that time. I've never had the chance to, to be able to open yeah. up completely. Yeah, and it, I, I don't. I wouldn't mind getting to that point um, because I mean, Weird Emily is still a delight. <laughs> it, she's so much fun. <laughs> I, I think the weird, the weird sides of us are the best sides of us. Oh yeah, like. <laughs> You know we're super close. If I start doing little John impressions around you when I'm drunk, oh my god! You know that we are there. We are committed. We are on that level. If you can get me dancing, if you can just get Hannah like in or, her all her weird or accents, like, <laughs> my weird accents, my wine drunk, my dancing. She starts the playing list vines just and everything going on. It's honestly a delight, and I'm here for it all the time. <laughs> I will make a compilation and put it on the Instagram story. Actually. Oh, god. <laughs> I just like I'm terrified for my wedding one day whenever <laughs> Emily is in charge of making a slideshow. She is so much shit I on me. So much blackmail on you. So much shit. Like the worst one is the picture that is like of my face whenever I call her phone. <laughs> oh. It is hands down <laughs> the one of the most embarrassing. I'll things. put on the Instagram story. Oh god. <laughs> And that's a fear of losing control. That is. There it is. I'm afraid. I don't have a fear of losing control. I, I do. I am an undercover boy. Maybe. Mm. Honestly, probably. I played some mind games in high school with... Oh. That's high school, though. My friend. That's high here. school, though. Hey, we're still we're still chill. I mean, like, he liked my picture the other day. Oh, my God. So I feel like we're still friends. I don't you know, were we don't a player t- with him. I was definitely a player, and I knew he liked me, so I was mean. I'm um. sorry. <laughs> Again, he's not listening. <laughs> But I'm sorry. <laughs> I think another thing is afraid of making another romantic mistake. That Ooh, is yes. me mm-hmm. to the T. I'm just afraid of dating another fuckboy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to put up with it. I'm tired. I, don't, I, don't I am tired I, of the character development. My character has been developed. The story is, the her arc is fully flourished and fleshed out. Like, let me just get to my climax of my life. Like, please. Like, God, I'm tired of building and, like, going through this hero's journey. Like, I am tired. Like, let the gatekeeper let me in. Damn it. Go off <laughs> Okay. So, um, her character is already developed. Like, we're done building character here! Like, please, um... I'm sorry, like, the first thing I'm... Ride. The first thing I am telling a guy, like, the next guy I date, it's like, are you trying to teach me a lesson? Because I'm good. I'm, I'm done. I don't need any more lessons. After May 2020, I am done with school. Do not teach me any more lessons. Thanks, God. No more God. self-help books. Nothing. Thanks. <laughs> We don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want to share my money either. I feel like that is one. I I don't know. I think this is more for guys than it is for girls. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't want to accumulate your debt. I know. Mine's enough. <laughs> mine's enough for all three of us. That's like the silver line to me and the, uh, the doctor breaking up because a homeboy was like only in his first year of med school and already accumulated $120,000 in debt. Nope. <laughs> That is a hard no. <laughs> like, no. I, I think there's people that are afraid that there's a responsibility that also comes with commitment. Because there is. There is. And but here's but the thing. here's the thing. It doesn't feel like a responsibility. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because the guy, that, the, the doctor, he, who said he had a fear of commitment, which that is a sentence in itself that is so ironic. A doctor, someone who's in med school... That has a fear of commitment. Also, this person had tattoos. Also had a three-year lease. Yet you have a fear of commitment? Bullshit. You just didn't want to be committed to me. And just say it. And you it. didn't want to own up to that. Just say it. Just say but it. We just, I gave I him rather, an out. You say it. You did. I gave him an out. When we had our first fight and he told me, because he told me three months into us dating that he had a fear of commitment, completely blindsided me because I was trying to DTR. He said, I have a fear of commitment. I'm like, cool. That's something you mentioned like date three, not three months in. And so we had a long conversation and 
he was going to go away on a trip and I said, hey, so like, what are we doing? Like, are you, do we, do you want to keep seeing me or is this the end? I gave him an out. He mm-hmm. could have said, no, like we're done. I gave him an out. When I said that though, he said, well, no, like I still like you. Like I still want to keep seeing you. Liar. Like, I'm sorry. When someone says that, like you're going to naturally think that they want to keep dating you. And that maybe like they just like right now, like commitment, it just isn't a thing because he's going to go travel for a fucking month and a half. Mm-hmm. And I told him, like, well, you're going to go travel for a month and a half. Don't feel like you need to text me. Because I didn't want him feeling pigeonholed to me. Like, he had to have this responsibility to keep up with me because I wasn't his girlfriend. Yeah. And so I'm like, don't feel like you had to text me every day or Snapchat me. He still continued to Snapchat me and text me every single day. Mm-hmm. Like, for someone not to be I committed to me, mm-hmm. you were pretty damn committed to me. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Not really, but, like, I can still but, go on. Yeah, but, but still. He just, <laughs> he just but, shouldn't have wasted your time. I'm like... For all the quote-unquote responsibilities that he had a fear of that came with a relationship. Because that was his whole thing. He's like, I can't give you what all you want for a relationship. I'm like, motherfucker, what all do I want? I love that you know what I want besides I do. I'm like, we hang out minimum two times a week. That's a lot for me already because I'm in grad school. You're in med school. Like, that's a lot to me already. You text me every single day. Like, Like, I'm not asking for anything else. Like, I don't. What else do I want? And this is the thing. This is the thing I should have realized then. I'm having a fight with this person over the technicalities of a commitment. That should be your red flag right there that this is not worth it. Because if you had to sit there and define what commitment is and define like what this, like the details of this intimate relationship with somebody and to this degree, to this anger, no, that's not worth it. I'm sorry. Like being in a relationship with me shouldn't be like hard work. Like it's not on the same level. Something you have to check off your to do list. Exactly. Like Like, this should not be made it seem like exactly that you were like on like texting you was on his to-do list and like giving you more was on his to-do list and that he like didn't have time for it i literally said you don't have to text me every day because what you're doing already is a lot for me yeah and so i just like when he's away i was like i'm not gonna fucking text him first no i'm not gonna message him like if he really like there's no point like i told him that he didn't have to he would at least like say hi like on snapchat message i'm like don't say that you're not like interested in being with me when you're sitting here like hiking the grand canyon with barely any like cellular service and then over here like messaging me like hey like just want to say hi just pop in and say hi i'm not holding a gun to your head you don't have to do any of this yet you were claiming that like i'm making you super like committed and like holding you accountable for all this shit like no like go fuck off like go do your own thing with your best friend like i'm not and you're not pigeonholed to me we're not together together you made that very explicitly clear mm-hmm. so and i told him straight up this is the thing too and we're gonna get to this as well too because i know the big question that i want to get to is how can i make a guy commit before he left i told him have fun. Like, I want you to have a great summer. You deserve it. Because he was in med school. So you deserve it. You deserve to have a great summer. You're about to go hike the entire Grand Canyon with your best friend. Have a blast. I just hope I'm still here when you get back. Now, was I going to go anywhere? No, no. because I'm a dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just letting him know, like, I'm not going to sit around and wait for you. And because he, But he didn't give you a reason while he was away to make you feel like you needed to go anywhere. Like yeah. he still kept up the communication. Well, he, was just like, he was just like, I, I, he's like, I don't want you to sit down and feel like you have to wait for me. I'm like, good. Cause I'm not going to. Yeah. Like now granted, you're not my boyfriend. I'm not yeah. waiting around for you. Now granted, like if another guy came along that I was interested in one did a month later, like a month too late. Yeah. If that, if the rebound dude had came around, like while that dude, while the doctor was away, Nothing was telling me that I could not hit that up. And that was the thing, too. When I started telling people about the rebound guy, they were like, wait, aren't you still seeing the doctor? And I'm like, we ain't boyfriend and girlfriend. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I am single until you call me your girlfriend. I will say that in every damn episode if I have to. And I think that's a rule that every girl should live by. You aren't single until he asks you to be your girlfriend or however the hell that happens happens now. I don't know, man. (laughs) Until that moment happens, you are single. You are your own person. You don't owe shit to anybody unless they have a baby with you. Then that's a whole other story. Regardless. so many people like fuck boys in general they think like commitment's gonna make things more complicated no like if anything it should add clarity to your life like i don't get how commitment makes things more complicated i know if you're dating up until the point where you define that relationship when you're dating you should be gradually getting more committed to that person to where it's just gonna feel like a natural transition like it's an obvious thing that should be happening yeah like it's not like Like, that's kind of how it was with my boyfriend like It wasn't like a big old freaking like, now we're on the next level too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, 
revelation. Like, like there's things all these- didn't like ch- change. No, I mean and it, it just shouldn't. it's just like we just were like, oh, we should probably like. It should be an obvious thing that we happens. We should probably be in a relationship now. Okay, exactly. Cool. So then we just continued to do what we were doing, and it just continually got better. Like, it didn't get more complicated. When I don't I, understand. Exactly. When I have been in a relationship, when I have been a girlfriend, quote-unquote, that's what happened. It was just like, well, thank God. Like, obviously, it's like about time, like, this happened. Yeah. Like, and that's what everybody else said. It's like, well, it's about time. Like, you know. Yeah. And I thought that's what I thought was going to happen with me and the doctor. Is everybody was yeah. like, well, I mean, like, you basically are boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, well, and, like, that was the thing for me was, like, we basically were already, like, we had already established that we were only seeing each other and that we wanted to take each other out on dates and, like, do all these things together. So, in, like, we had the label without having the label. Yeah. Now that, and then, like, adding the label just added that, like, security blanket, I guess. Yeah. I don't even know. And I will say, like, at our age, we're both, like, I'm 26, you're 25. Mm-hmm. At our age, we're not just dating around for the sake of dating. Right. This isn't high school anymore. Like, we're dating with the intent of, you know, building a life with somebody and being with this person and marrying them, hopefully, if that's what you're into. Yes, I'm not going to call somebody my boyfriend unless I'm for sure knowing that I want to spend the li- my life with that person. Or if I see that as a potential. See that I'm there's not, some sort of future, yeah, yes. I'm not saying, oh, I'm making him my boyfriend because I want him as my husband. Like, no, but I see us building something together. I see potential in you. I mm-hmm. see a future with you. Mm-hmm. Like, or I, you're like starting to think about like him in your future. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, it's like, okay, cool. Like maybe we could be together. Maybe we could eventually get married. Let's be boyfriend and girlfriend to test that out. That is what a relationship is. It's like a, it's like the pre, it's like the prerequisite to marriage. <laughs> exactly. The prerequisite to engagement. Exactly. And then engagement is the real prerequisite yes, to marriage. Yes, exactly. Like so dating is literally just like an interview. Yeah. Like dating is just like interviews and then it's like, okay, well like you can finally, you know, start the intro course. <laughs> you we can start just, as an intern. <laughs> we've just started a whole new circle of life. Exactly. In relationships. <laughs> So it's like now you've approached the internship phase. Let's see if you actually get the job, you know, yeah. eventually. But you see potential in that person that they could land the job. Mm-hmm. So that's why you and give them the internship. And of course, grow and get better at the job. Exactly. Exactly. Wow, we should write wow, a business. <laughs> <laughs> we could be those self-help books. I'm just kidding. I God, really kill like me. Those. This is the ultimate question. When you're at that point, you're mm-hmm. at that phase. It's like, okay, well, I want to give him the internship because I think he has a great job at that role. I think he could get the job, but he doesn't want to accept the job. He doesn't want to accept the internship. He doesn't want to accept it. Yeah. He has this, he, I clearly, so it's like, how can you make a guy commit? You can't. <laughs> I'm going to be blunt. Simple as that. I, I, I know, I know that there is some dumb bitch out there that's listening to this who is just like me and thinking this bitch is lying do not listen to her. I can change him. I can change him. You can't. Because I have been you. And I am coming to you as a humble bitch to tell you straight up, you can't. Okay? I know it's a hard pill to swallow, and I'm going to break it down. I'm going to be honest. Because literally, I I listen to so, so, so many podcasts <laughs> and YouTube videos. And all the ways to get a guy to commit. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. First off, why do you want to be with somebody that doesn't want to commit to you? That is the question that I don't understand the answer to. Like, why? Like when people say, yes, I can change him. Like, why? Why do you want to be with somebody stop. who doesn't want to be with you? Stop drinking the stupid bitch juice. <laughs> and just, so we're going to make a cocktail <laughs> and we're going to call it stupid <laughs> bitch juice. Thank you, Emily. Look for it. Coming coming to you this holiday season. <laughs> but here's the thing. <laughs> They're all like, yeah, you know, like he's saying this, but his actions are with blah. If a guy says <laughs> We are literally gagging. We are literally gagging over here. Oh, but God. seriously, if a guy says he has a fear of commitment, believe him. I don't care what the hell you take away from this episode or this whole entire podcast. <laughs> I just want you to soak that part in. If you take away anything from this podcast, it should be that. If a guy or a girl says they have a fear of commitment, believe them. Because why the hell would they say it if they didn't? It's not, they're not playing games. They're not like, oh, if I say this, that'll just make her try harder. No. No one wants that. 
Like, why the fuck would you think somebody would want that? Honestly, I'm getting really into this, and you, I'm getting I really am, mad. I am loving it. But like, the anger, just let me I'm go off real quick on just this whole entire off, fucking sis. thing. Go off. If you think maybe, oh, let me just take things slow. Like, I just... I, I won't sleep with him. Like, we'll just do the three-date rule, Margaret, okay? And we're just going to take it slow. I'll wait till we're even in a relationship before I do that. Game on. That's literally what a guy is thinking. Game the fuck on. You give a guy a test, he's going to study as hard as he fucking can to pass that quiz. And then he's going to leave your ass. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing. I know so many guys that have gotten with a girl. They, like, give them a challenge. They accept the challenge. And then once they've completed it, they're out. Like, mm-hmm. it's a thing that happens. Don't think because you got a label on a guy ain't going to leave you. You ain't married. There's no legal papers he has to go through to kind of get out of it. Yeah, that's true. Like, the only way that's a guaranteed fact is if you wait for marriage. And God bless your soul. Why would you want to test somebody like that on top of that? Yeah. Like, why would you want to put somebody through that? You shouldn't have to test somebody no. to see if they want to be with you. It's nope. ridiculous. Yes. Like, you shouldn't have to do that. Because if somebody wants to be with you, they're going to be with you. They're not going to sit there and play these games. They're not going to sit there and make you question. Honestly, sometimes it's not that he doesn't want a label. It's just that he doesn't want a label with you. And I know that's hard to hear. Yeah. Trust me. As one of the former dumb bitches. <laughs> I'm, I'm just dying. One of the dumb bitches. <laughs> as, a former, as a former dumb bitch, I didn't want to accept that. Yeah. But once you do, it's not your fault. You have done nothing wrong. As long as you have been 100% yourself, that's all you can do. Not everybody's going to like you. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to see something in you, and they're going to be selfish. They're going to see something a part of you, and they think, oh, I got to get a part of that. And they're going to take advantage of that. They're going to only think about themselves. There's a beautiful poem by... Um, I can't, I'm going to butcher her name. Ruby Knorr, the girl who wrote Milk and Honey. Oh, yes, yes. She has a poem called Selfish. I, any girl that has dealt with fuck boys, please read that poem. I will link it in the blog post for this episode yes. because it's, once I read it, it made complete sense to me to why I felt like I was getting used and abused by fuck boys. People are selfish. And when selfish people enter your life, they are going to soak up every single part of you that they can get. And then they're going to leave you in the dust because they don't care about you. Mm-hmm. And if a guy that cares about you is not going to want, make you feel like you have just been used and abused like that. No, they're he's not going to make you feel like a princess and a queen exactly. every single day. It, there's not going to be these hazy clouds. There's not going to be all these questions. And this is coming from somebody who has never had that happen to them. But I know from watching my friends and seeing other relationships, seeing my parents' relationships, I know it's a thing that happens. My parents got it right. They've been married for, like, going on 30 years. Mm-hmm. Like, I refuse to be so unhappy nowadays. I, I, it's just that to the point where it's like, if I know that this isn't working out, I know we're not vibing, I know that there's no connection, I'm dipping. Because yeah. I know that, that my parents got it right. Like, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and question it all the time anymore. Like, it's just, if a guy wants to be with you, he will be with you. Point blank, end of statement. Like, I, that should be the end all be all of this entire thing. No girl has ever had to experience the, well, he won't commit and have it work out in the end. Have you ever heard that happening? Nope. It, it, it's not a thing. It, nope. It's not a thing. I Just pick up the book. He is just not into you. Pick up the book. Watch the movie with Jennifer Aniston and all the Scarlett Johansson, all them. Got, buy you a gallon of Briar's ice cream because he does not like you. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is a hard pill to swallow. It's a pill, swallow. It's a pill you're going to swallow multiple times. It's a pill that is going to be the largest pill you've ever had to swallow. It's going to get stuck in your throat. You're going to have a hard time. Get some ice cream. Suck it down. You're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And I think the sooner that you can realize that, and the sooner you realize it's not your fault. It's just that he has a fuck ton of issues that he has to go through. Why would you want to be with someone who feels pressured to be with you when they aren't ready either? Like I just don't think that that's a thing. I would want to, if it was me and someone was pressuring me to be with somebody when I wasn't ready, like I would feel so uncomfortable going to that relationship. Yeah. yeah. I think. And I think that a lot of girls probably think like, well, you know, like he's distant and like 
he doesn't communicate well. So like, you know, he's like, and like, there's like this yeah, mystery. Like there's a game. But like, if he's mean to you, then he's into you. That's like bullshit. When we were little, do you remember? Like, yeah. they'd be like, oh, he's chasing on the playground. That means he likes He's, he's talking about the pigtails he, and everything. He's got a crush on you. Like, no, he was literally just being a bully. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's literally pulling, pulling my hair. He's like, pulling my hair. Yeah. That doesn't mean he likes me. No. That means he's a bully. And no. It means he's suppressing his emotions, doesn't know how to communicate well. Fix like, your kid. <laughs> We have to stop telling women that yeah. they are the exception to the rule. You're not. The chances of that happening are so thin. Like, it's, it, you're always going to be the rule. And I think the more you try to accept that, mm-hmm. the higher your chances are probably are being the exception for somebody one day. Yeah. Um, and I think once you get out of that mindset that, like, I can change him, I can make him commit, you are going to attract and be attracted to men who actually want a relationship and actually want to commit to you and who are interested in you and vice versa. Like you, once you, once you rewire your brain to understand, no, I can't change him. You're going to stop wasting your time with those kind of people. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something that I've had to learn how to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, like we said, don't be Bob the Builder. Like it's a whole, it's a really exhausting thing yeah. um, to kind of get adjusted to because you're trying to rewire your entire brain. You're mm-hmm. trying to rewire your attraction um, to a different type of person. And I think one thing I've heard a lot of people say is the best thing that they usually do. Dating people that are not their type. So like, yeah, you know yeah. you're attracted to fuck boys. Date a nice guy. Yeah. And that... <laughs> Just go out with some random guy. Like and you you'll probably the, be like, wait, men treat people like this? Like the bar is so low for me right now. Like the, if a guy just says goodnight, beautiful, oh my God, like I'm, I'm, I'm losing my shit. Like that's how low the bar is. Yeah. I, it, it's ridiculous. Like honestly, I, I, well, I just you think, feel like you're pulling at strings to get anything. Yeah. And that's just not how it, how it is. Like when, if. You are living your best life, and mm-hmm. you continue being you. That is what's going to attract people. Like I said, it, people have all these tricks for what to say and what you can do. That doesn't mean that that magic elixir is going to make a guy fall in love with you. I said the things. I did the tricks. I, he still didn't want to commit. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I told him, I hope, you're, I hope I'm still here when you get back. I, I said it the line. I did it all the lines. And they don't work. Exactly. They just don't work. Like, that's what it comes down to. And it's just like don't like don't waste your money on buying books like why why men love bitches or anything like that. Or like, like waste your time because like don't, like there's don't not, read that. There's not a formula to this kind of shit to make somebody change. Like it's just be you. Yeah. And it will you will attract the same energy that you put out. The more you obsess over it, the more you worry about it. You're just harming your own like mm-hmm. health. Yeah. And you're just hurting yourself and just think you get into that place where you just think you're not worthy of it. And I promise you, you are worthy mm-hmm. of it. And a person's not going to change until they're ready to change. Like no matter how many lines you try, no matter how, no matter how many tricks that you try, like they're not going to change until they are ready to change. And they may never change. There's this theory. Okay. I've heard on Sex and the City and it's just like that men are like taxis. Um, when they're available their light goes on. Mm-hmm. They awake one day, decide that they're ready to settle down, have babies, whatever, and they turn their light on. The next woman they pick up, boom, that's the one they marry. It's not fate. It's just dumb luck. Miranda said that on Sex and the City, and I think it's so true. Every guy, especially nowadays, like in their 20s, they got that light turned off and just randomly want... Uh, girls are going in and out, getting in that cab, getting out of it. Mm-hmm. Randomly one day, they're like, hmm. that light comes on. And the next girl that gets in the cab, that's the one he marries. Yep. Now you could be like me and be like, good luck, Chuck. And <laughs> just after me, they finally decide to turn on the light. And they, the next girl they are with is the one they marry. It's happened like three times already, guys. Like, it's really fucking exhausting. And I really wish it would stop happening. But I've learned to accept that. I'm like, hmm, well, maybe if you date me, you'll, might, you'll meet your wife after me. Who knows? I, I, you should it, put that in your, like, little uh, bio. <laughs> <laughs> if you date me, you'll, you're closer to me than yep. your wife. <laughs> That's so terrible, but also like so funny, but like not really. Also, I love you. <laughs> so true, though. And I think that if it comes down to the fact that you have to give this guy an ultimatum, that is fine. I, I, 
don't think you're being mean. I don't think you're playing games by giving a guy an ultimatum. No. You just need to know. If like, at that th- point, you just need to yeah. know. If it's three months in and you don't know where you stand with this person, you don't have a label, and you tell them, hey, what are we doing? Like, are we are we together? Are we in a relationship together? That's fine. But here's the thing. You have to be prepared to walk the fuck away. Don't be me. Don't be Emily. Because I did that and I stayed. Mm-hmm. Do not be me. You have to be prepared for whatever answer they give you. That could be no. Like, I don't want to be with you. I don't want to be in a relationship. You got to be prepared to walk away. Mm-hmm. And I, I, this is the thing. Don't do it until you're ready. Do not bring up that. You have to be ready to walk the fuck out and not look back. And it's hard. It is hard to get to that point. A lot of my friends asked me if I was ready for that. And no, I wasn't. Uh, I wish, looking back, I had done it. I wish I had walked away at that point. But I yeah, didn't know but I what think I knew that's now. Because you weren't ready. Yeah. And that's why you couldn't walk away yeah. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, the thing was, besides that, like, he had not given me any other fuckboy signs. Like, yeah. Like, like, he was what a people, nice guy. like, what people said to, like, look at their actions and not their words. His actions were better than his words. Yes. So, like, they, they, he didn't give you any signs. Exactly. <laughs> like, they always say, like, oh, like, look at someone's actions over their words. Like, usually meaning, like, 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 like their words are like, oh, I, like, I love, I love you. you. And then like, their actions are like they're not showing up. They're treating you like shit. This guy was saying, like, I have a fear of commitment, but was, like, acting like my boyfriend 24-7. Like, we were meeting friends. I was really interested to my parents, but we not in a relationship together? I'm sorry, what? Like, no. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. So, like, the things weren't lining up together, and no one was able to give me clarity on it. And so I wasn't ready to walk away because I was like, well, Maybe he's just scared and, you know, he's just, he's worried because he's going to go away for a month and a half. So I'll just, I'll stick around then, I guess. And then I stuck around and then I was left crying, sober, on my birthday, in a bar, with mascara running down my face. Do not, do not let that happen to you. I promise you. Looking back, there was so many, I gave him so many opportunities. You did. To end it. Mm-hmm. But he... He wanted to be in control. He and we talked about it. this earlier. He mm-hmm. wanted to be in control mm-hmm. of the situation. Yeah. You gave him the out. And I he didn't take it, it. I handed it to him on a silver fucking platter. He wanted to be the one to do it. Yeah. And he waited till there was a fight. And I feel like that's how most of these people are. They... They want to be in control of what happens, when it happens, how it happens. <laughs> he just waited till there was a fight. And he's like, oh, okay, well, this is a perfect door out. Yep. Cool. Because I can just blame it on this and Yep, bye. I can blame it on her. Yeah. And it's not my fault. That's exactly how it was. Even though it's it was not because I didn't want to commit. It's because we had a terrible fight. It's just, uh, don't be like me. Don't change your standards because a guy says he has a fear of commitment. I, that is something that now, after that whole experience, that's a whole like deal breaker for me. Like I've said, like that's a whole standard I have. Like you tell me you have a fair commitment and that you don't want to be in a relationship and you just want something casual. Bye. Yeah, like goodbye. I am walking the fuck out. Will not look back happily, even to some of the hottest men in my I've ever met. I have said that too. Bye. Like you are not worth it. You are hot. You are attractive. Good luck, Chuck. Like have fun. Like no. Like I'm not putting up with that. And I think that some people think that they can get away with it because they are so attractive or they have so much going for them. No, I'm sorry. No. Like I have standards now, mm-hmm. and I've I've seen the light. I saw all the signs, and I'm taking off the rose colored glasses, and I'm I'm leaving. Like I know what I deserve now. I know that I'm a fucking delight, and you can take it or leave it. You don't want to be with me. Bye. Like why would you want to be with someone that doesn't want to be with you? That's, That's I think that's the thing that i just like i can't understand like if a guy will like fall and fall and fall and fall for these kind of people i and then they get hurt and they're crying and they're upset and they don't understand what's going on and i just don't understand why are you putting yourself through this when you know that they don't want to be with you if a guy wants to be with you he will announce it from the the tip he will make it known to you your mom his mom his friends like he's not gonna hide you he's not gonna act this way like i just i just don't understand why you want to do that and you may not know if they're not upfront about it like in your situation like they weren't upfront about it so therefore you didn't know but i just and i think you know now but like you just can't you can't change people Looking back, I see so many of the red flags now. We need to just do a whole episode on red flags. On red flags, yeah, because they're everywhere. They're everywhere. I just had rose-colored glasses on, so I couldn't see them. And I feel like that—that's what happens to a lot of people. They get in these relationships or situationships, and they are so infatuated with this person, and 
and they could be doing something horrible and in their eyes it's like not even that big of a deal yeah. and they have these glasses on and they just can't see clearly and so therefore that they don't even realize that they're with someone who doesn't want to be with them here's the thing if a guy's making you cry more than he's making you smile red flag point blank mm-hmm. and that one I, I get i feel like my story is very i don't know but even it's towards the end of my relationship with my ex i felt like i was crying more than i was i was happy. questioning more than anything. i was questioning i was worried i was like worried i didn't feel the same like i didn't feel like he wanted to be with me you know like and i just feel like when you have those signs you really need to listen to and them. if you haven't if you're like me and you haven't been in an actual stable committed relationship like you don't really have anything to base this off of yeah you don't have anything to compare it to yeah and so other than like my friends and my parents relationships like yeah. i don't really have a thing to look as a guidance to a healthy relationship so it is harder for you to see the science until you've gone through it, and then you can therefore look at it as a as a teaching moment for yeah, you. Yeah, you can reflect Again, back on it. Again, lessons. After May 2020, I'm done with them. <laughs> like, I am done with the lessons. No I, more. But, like, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people who have commitment issues say that their boundaries. No, that's just an excuse. Yeah, it's definitely not a boundary. Like, I'm sorry, are we bowling and that you need guardrails up because you don't want to go in the gutter? Like, who likes break? Like, that's a white hole thing. They're like, oh, I, I don't want to be in a relationship because I don't want to go through a breakup. You're a freaking masochist if you like breakups. Like, who likes breakups besides, like, I, I, I don't, I can't even name a villain that likes breakups because it's not a thing. I'm tired of that being an excuse for people not wanting to get into relationships and be, yeah. I have the sphere of commitment. Like, yeah. it's inevitable. I mean, breakups suck, but like, to, to be honest, like I've written some of my best songs after breakups. Like sometimes breakups, like I've written some of my best movies. Sometimes breakups shows. can be like really good things and like really Again, healthy character development. Character development, but and, like, like I don't know, it's just ridiculous because I mean you're never gonna be able to experience a true relationship if you don't take that risk. And yes, I said the word risk because it is a risk. Like mm-hmm. that shouldn't be a terrifying word. I don't know, like. It, you have to be able to trust yourself and maybe they people people most people don't maybe they don't trust themselves they don't trust other people so they don't trust themselves if you're not willing to take that chance and see what something could be then you're never going to experience happiness you're never going to no, experience because, a true relationship I mean, literally everything in your life is revolved around taking a chance with your job with what yeah. you go to school for yeah. who your friends are yeah like who you date, like everything is a risk. Like nothing in life is just like set out on this path for you to just pick up as you go. Like you have to make choices and you have to take risk or you're literally going to be hermit in your bed (laughs) watching sad (laughs) movies for the rest of your life. Like Like, it's just a stupid excuse because relationships only end in one ways, breakup or marriage. mm -hmm. That sounds terrifying. Some people did to my ex, but that shouldn't limit your experience of life. Yeah. Like you're just you're just hurting yourself at the end of the day. Yeah. And I feel sorry for you. But I mean if you go around with this mentality like of being afraid of the what if, then like like you said, like you're never you're never gonna live your life to the fullest because you're always gonna be worrying about something that you cannot control. Yeah. I think there's a difference between being not ready for a relationship and yeah. having a fear of commitment. Mm-hmm. If if someone wants to be with you but they aren't ready, trust that they will tell you. They just need to know that you they just need you to know that to be patient, to trust that the minute they don't feel this working out, that hopefully they will tell you, mm-hmm. I think. Um, someone has a fear of commitment isn't going to be considerate of that because they're just so damn distant with you. That's they're not going to be considering your feelings. They're not going to consider how your time or your patience or your level of interest. They're just thinking about themselves because they're selfish people. Mm-hmm. I know this from experience mm-hmm. on both sides of the wheel. Yeah. But you, I mean, you had to tell your current boyfriend that. Yeah, I did. I mean, we started dating and like he wanted to like put a label on it like after like the second date. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like I know hey we know now. each other and like from like previous years, but like we still don't really like know each other. Like we need to relearn each other. And I, I told him, I was like, I really want to keep dating you and like I really want to keep seeing you, but like I'm not ready to put a label on this. Yeah. And I think that at first he was kind of like, oh, dang. But then he was like, I respect that. And like, I still want to keep seeing you. And like, I just think we always say this communication is key. Like, I, ding, I, ding, I ding. think like, like she said, there's a difference between being ready and not like I wanted to commit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm a very like, like when I'm in a relationship, I want to commit. Like, that's just how I've always yeah. been. And so like, I think just telling him that I wasn't ready for that label yet, like, but that I saw that in the future was is different than saying I don't want to label with you, period. So I think even to that extent, like if I kept seeing the rebound guy, 
I was going to tell him, like, hey, like, we got to take this super slow because I, I still got more in this relationship. I'm not ready to trust somebody like that again. Even when I was seeing the doctor, when I was seeing my ex, like, I, I told him at one point, and this part gets on my nerves so much. <laughs> I told him at one point that I had a fear of vulnerability or a fear of intimacy. And basically, that just meant, like, divulging all my secrets, all my past to somebody and trusting someone because last time I did that, like, I got severely hurt. And yeah. I just needed him to be patient with me because, like, so soon... I thought he was, like... This is one of the reasons why I thought he was super in commitment because, like, very early on in the relationship, he was able to tell me about his depression and his family issues and things that were really personal that I would personally... If it was me, I would have a hard time telling someone. And so I told him, like, hey, like, I'm glad you feel like you can open up to me and tell me all these things. I want you to feel like that. I need you to understand that I have this fear of being vulnerable with people and opening up like that. And I want to open up to you. I'm working on it myself in mm-hmm. therapy. I just need you to know that I will get there eventually. I just, I can't push myself right now to yeah. do that. And he was totally respectful of that. Totally fine. And then we had our talk and three months in, he's like, well, I, I, I thought that when you said you had a fear of vulnerability, that also meant like you had a fear of commitment like I did. So I didn't have to explain myself. Bull shit that's so different bullshit like yeah. it's like i'm sorry you have a fucking doctorate like use your damn education boy like clearly then again he was like a waitlister so like honestly <laughs> he was a legacy and still got waitlisted and like got in at the last minute like he mm, he wasn't that bright <laughs> <laughs> when you communicate that and i think you do it in a respectful way where you tell somebody like hey like, I care about you, and I want to be with you, but, like, we just got to take things slow because I don't... Where you're at and where I'm at are on two different levels. I think someone's going to understand that. If you say, oh, no, I just got fear of commitment, like, I ain't doing anything about it. Yeah. No, that's bullshit. You're just lazy and you're a fuckboy. End of the, end of the story. <laughs> that about does it, I think, for this week's episode. Mm-hmm. I think our survival tip we kind of want to end with is that there's no such thing as a love potion. You can't make someone commit that doesn't want to. And if you have a fear of commitment, do something about it. Yeah. Don't just write it off and and be lazy. No, no. Like, do something about it. I think that's the main thing we want to walk away with with this week's episode. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on our Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also, like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social medias, which we will link below in the description box. And also, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help us out. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. Bye.